it gives me great pleasure to introduce Michael Woolley, who is going to talk about Barton Hack, one of the founders of Adelaide, Australia. Michael has written a booklet on the Quakers in Chichester, which more details can be found on our website, chichesterquakers.org.uk forward slash history. Here's Michael with the fourth podcast. Barton Hack, an adventurer who helped to found Adelaide, Australia. On Wednesday the 31st of August 1836, two wagons rolled out of Gradingwell Farm at 11 in the morning bound for Portsmouth. An hour later, two elegant open, open horse-drawn passenger carriages followed them. The Hacks, Barton, Bridget and their six children were leaving to sail to Australia. Barton had inherited his valuable leather business in Little London at the age of only 18. 13 years later, he had been told by his doctor to seek a better climate and was setting out with his family for Australia where the British government was setting up a new colony, the colony of South Australia. Hack was a Quaker, a member of the Chichester meeting and one of the um, founders of the new colony. It was a great adventure to travel to the other side of the world in those days, probably never to return. Hack took sheep and cattle with him, two prefabricated wooden cabins, his wife and children and his younger brother Stephen. When they arrived they first had to decide where to build the new capital city of Adelaide and they then had to lay out the streets and get building. One of the early buildings they erected was a Quaker meeting house. It is still there and still in use, a big wooden hut and a reminder of how all the buildings must have been in those very early days. Today, Adelaide Cathedral has been built beside it, so as friends sit quietly on Sunday mornings, they can hear the sound of their neighbours hymn singing. Hack had a number of ups and downs during his life in Australia. Having gone out as a rather rich man with a prominent place in the organisation of the new colony, he lost all his money in a great collapse of property values, as did a number of his contemporaries. But broadly speaking, it was a successful life. Quaker emigrants tended to do well. They were responsible and hardworking, and also from Quaker business meetings in which all members take part, familiar with making group decisions. He later left Quakers to become a Methodist. In business, he eventually became the controller of railway accounts, a post from which he resigned in 1883 at the age of 78. He died, still a prominent citizen, a year later. His obituary said that he was regarded as being too soft-hearted to be a successful pioneer, having paid high wages, befriended Aborigines and ex-convicts, and advocated temperance. He had become a Methodist, but he retained the egalitarian and social values of the Society of Friends. <laughs>